take the wheel from him. <laughs> Teach him the error of his ways. <laughs> Forgive him, Father, because he knows not what he does. Is on that note, uh, <laughs> everyone, welcome to the Real Benchmark Podcast. This is Brother Wolf. I'm joined here today by YNB Collins. And uh, right now, I'm dealing with a little bit of congestion issue, so I do apologize for how I may sound today. Uh, but uh, regardless, the message is clear, even though my voice may not be. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So uh, today is an easy one. We're uh, continuing the home buying series. We're educating ourselves and educating you all through life experiences, a little bit of critical thinking. And... Uh, for the home ownership process, there's a few parts to it. And part of it is actually the appraisal and purchasing of a house. And a house is on the market, people bid on it, and then you get it. Well, the question is, once a house is on the market, who should be doing the heavy lifting? And you have an argument there. And uh, I didn't believe it at first. And in, in the era of Google and YouTube University, I don't know why we need people, but uh, Brother Wolf beat me in the submission, and he was correct, so salute to you, sir. You want a realtor because a realtor is an advocate for you. A realtor is an expert, and you're not. So if you want to go ahead and realize it, so here are four quick reasons why we let you know that this is why you should have a realtor. So, Brother Wolf, you want to take it away? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so the first one is um, realtors have uh, market know-how. So the realtors have been doing this for a long, long time, typically. Uh, even before you become a realtor, you have to go, uh, before you become a licensed realtor, you have to go through several classes that, <coughs> Ooh. that take a little while in order to go ahead and uh, get through where you start learning stuff about how the process in the engine works, how uh, how everything uh, it gets, uh, how all the transactions go from start to finish, some of the common hiccups, and some of the necessary things that you'll have to go through. These are steps in which you don't know as a layman, uh, as, as it would be. Uh, and you begin to learn this stuff in the realtor uh, classes, and I think that's key to knowing about how, you know, the especially with this, because much like with car buying, the difference, well, it's even worse than with car buying, because with car buying, you might get cheated out of maybe a couple of thousand, but being a realtor, that number goes up to a couple of 10,000 to maybe even 100,000. You know, so that's yeah, big. I mean, typically speaking, yes, there are cars that cost a quarter of a million dollars, but usually it's your home that costs a quarter of a million on up. There's going to be one of the largest purchases the average layperson makes in their life. And as such, you want to make sure you do a good job. Right. And so they teach you about pitfalls about that uh, in, in those situations. So that would be the first part. Uh, the second part is... Realtors will negotiate the details. Um, like if you try to represent yourself in court, it's the same situation. That's a great analogy. 
um, you know, they know what is legal, what isn't legal, the legalese of it in order to avoid from you getting yourself into trouble. They know what you can, uh, what you can sell and wh what you can't sell. And, and that's one of the key reasons why you would want to go through them instead of doing it yourself, having some computer do it or something like that, that in the end is no guarantee that computer isn't going to run into a glitch or something that is going to make a mistake that is going to wind up costing you maybe even more than what the house is worth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there are factors to consider when you're doing the home buying process, you know, it, or, or the home selling process, depending on where you stand in the process. But if you are selling a house, you want to make sure the equity you have, you maintain in the home. You don't want to go ahead and give back those hard worked for dollars. You know what I mean? You don't want your amortization table to set you back. That's not what you're looking to go ahead and do. You know, uh, they'll be the ones to get you the best sale price possible. Make sure to go ahead and look at uh, as, as wonderful as possible as it, as it is. And if as opposed to doing it yourself, a realtor has a wider base of clients. If I, and I, should re, I should rephrase this, if someone of my ilk era generation, if we want to go ahead and buy and or sell a house, we're looking to do it through a realtor. That might not be the case. We're getting ready to deal with that as, as far as we come up. But if you want to go ahead and sell a house, you're finding an intermediary to do it. You typically don't do it yourself because you don't have the time, the energy, the resources to do it and do it well and make sure you turn a tidy and easy profit. Is that a fair assumption and statement? Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, another thing about it, uh, piggybacking off of that, um, Buyer premiums are almost double that of a realtor's commission if you were to go with like an iBuyer system or something like that. And uh, so let's back up for a second. We might have a few older than our generation. What is an iBuyer? So an iBuyer is a uh, is an a kind of automated or uh, not automated. I shouldn't say a com kind of computerized system which determines the exact, uh, you know, it, it determines whether or not something qualifies to be bought or, you know, something like that. It, it, it's it's a, a digital transaction, basically. Digital transaction, exactly. I, I mean, <laughs> the, the easy way I would say it is, we've taken the realtor process digital. Right. We've now got, the, I mean, and you might have seen it, especially during the lockdown with the unnamed virus that, you know, works in Voldemort. Uh, we now can do a virtual tour of a home. Now, if you're from our generation, you got to kick the tires. You got to pull on the seatbelt strap. You got to go ahead and feel, you know, <laughs> what the gradient of the house is and why you want to do it that way. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I remember when I was working at, at Sears, um, the people would say, all the time they'd be like oh i can't buy a washer or refrigerator online because i gotta actually go to it in person i gotta feel the i you know the actual refrigerator see if it feels sturdy see if you know the laundry uh washing dryer feels sturdy or something like that i'm imagining these people with a house and sitting up there like and you telling them oh you gotta buy that without actually going there and feeling it and touching it 
these people would probably have a conniption fit. They'd be like, I would rather live in a box on the street. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's funny you say that, though, because one of the stories that I think multiple people have gone through, but you told me, is that uh, you're going through the house and something just feels off. And it, it's not correct. You can't figure out what it is. And uh, you told me you were just sitting to the side while uh, another family and a realtor had a, uh, a discussion. And what they ended up saying was, yeah, we're not going to take this price because that doesn't make sense for how slanted the floor is. And boom, that's it right there. Yeah. The buyer of if you're the if you're the buyer, someone else is the seller. The seller is going to represent their interest to the max. Right. And as such, I'm not going to tell you that the floor is slanted. Right. I'm not going to tell you that in these uh, floorboards, there's a crack right here that lets the coldest Arctic air in. So you might need to caulk that or for examples. You know what I mean? Exactly. These are things in which they're not lying to you about, but at the same point in time, they're not being 100% honest to you. Yeah, it's a mission. That's the point we're getting at. Mm -hmm. But uh, to, to, to finish up the lecture, you said premiums might be higher. So for instant buyers, everything's basically done online. You, you don't really see much of the process. And the point being is that what you pay in premiums for iBuyers is typically higher than compared to a commission. The commission happens once the proper once the, the selling takes place, once ownership changes hands. So if it don't happen, you don't pay. Right. That's something people truly and, don't understand and, or appreciate. And I'll be honest with you. When I found out how much a real estate agent actually gets paid in commission, 5%, that's a typical average amount of commission. That's lower than the amount you would get like you expect to tip somebody. Or that's lower than the amount in which, you know, typically... But we are talking about a large sum of money here. Let's not sit there yeah, and pretend. Exactly. I, I, I do understand that. But the thing is, it's not what you would think. Because when I thought a real estate agent gets paid, one of the reasons why I was hesitant about the whole home buying process is I thought that a real estate agent might get paid like 10, 10% to 15% or something like that. That makes a, uh, that, that kind of, it sounds a lot, it, it could be tw double or three times that amount. You know, like, it, let's say if it's a $200,000 house, and believe you me, this is extremely low by most of today's standards. You're talking about maybe uh, $10,000 uh, for a real estate agent getting paid uh, versus $20,000 or $30,000 for a real estate agent getting paid. So To hook you up with your dream house, to make sure all of the termite reports are read, make sure they give you an idea of what the crime report is like. This is your advocate, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the person doing everything for you. So, and 5% is it? I mean, if you go ahead and buy a drink from me, you buy a $5 drink, most, you get a $5 beer. Let's make it easy. You go to come to me, get a $5 beer. You should, theoretically, as long as there was no problem, drop a, a, a Lincoln and a Washington. Mm -hmm. The Lincoln's for the beer. The Washington's for me. If I went ahead and treated you right and gave you a little bit of information, made you laugh, made you smile, maybe had an extra cigarette for you, you could tip your bartender. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tip the person who put you 
in the house you're going to be living in and get equity and not have to pay rent anymore. Right. <laughs> that 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 just sounds crazy to me. And but, uh, yeah. and, and it makes you laugh because I buyer or instant buyer premiums. Uh, they can be up to, not always, but they're typically more like 1.25 to 1.7, but they can be up to two times the commission. Let's say the house doesn't sell. It's just sitting there. And remember, <laughs> when's the last time you got a free lunch? And I'm talking about the economic term, but you get the point I'm making, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, it really frightens me to think that, yeah, we want to go ahead and have it be free as possible, so we do that. Um but uh, moving on, the other reason why you want a realtor is that they are a professional. As we said earlier, they're your expert. They're your advocate. They can help you with the process. But the other thing is this. They are an option for future endeavors. You need to buy a house again. You need to sell a house. You need to recommend. Hey, if they did a good job and you were a, a, a decent client, hey, my cousin, can I give him your number? Of course. Right. All of a sudden, boom, now I'm getting money thrown my way because I treated these people well or I know I have an extra property. I can trust him because he's done a quality job. I can trust her because the price always ended up in my favor. So that's some of the things you want to consider. I mean, I I know a friend of mine that uh, what wound up happening was uh, they they had a home, small home. It was a two-bedroom. Start a home? Yeah, start a home. And uh, he was a firefighter. And what wound up happening was he could have gotten more at the time, but he didn't because he, they didn't need him anymore. They didn't need that amount of money anymore. So uh, what wound up happening was several years after they had their first child, the wife got pregnant with their second child. And that uh, that pregnancy wound up being twins. Oh, so that's not a second child. That's a second and third. <laughs> and so what wound up happening was suddenly they went from being fine with a two-bedroom to now they definitely needed at least a three. So what wound up happening was they had to sell that house that they had bought maybe about five years earlier in order to buy another house. And so, they, they of course, they yeah. had their, their real estate agent in order to go ahead and work that out. And, you know, he looked out for them. And they they wind up still having a great, you know, a great home. Um, But to give examples, too, just to make sure we're clear why you want a a real estate agent or a realtor. uh, One thing that a cousin of mine did, he wanted to make sure he bought the house for, let's make the math simple, make sure he buys the house for 100. So if I buy it for 100, there's going to be fees and taxes and all that stuff added on the end. Well, what if you go ahead and have somebody who's competent, competent, and capable and is able to shift the closing costs to someone else and all of a sudden, boom, we can shift this around, shift that around, so that way you're only paying this price. I mean, we want that price to be the listed price because it says, hey, this is what my tax burden will be. That's something people need to consider as well. Correct. So, yeah, you want to make sure this individual who is selling or buying this house for you depending on where you stand truly represents your interests and part of it is knowing what your interests are fair fair 
What's that look like? Explain like it's something no, else. No, no, it, it, it's fine. No, you're you're absolutely one hundred percent correct on that. So um, yeah, so just to go through the quick breakdown shakedown, they are your experts. You're not. If you were an expert, you wouldn't have so much damn trouble selling the house. Let them do their job. Have questions, but don't question them. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, as your benefactors, they know the details. They know how to go ahead and say, hey, you want you to do this, keep your equity. You realize they have a wider base of clients. You know, you want to go ahead and figure out how to get the best sale price for what you have and if there's something you can do to minimize for any costs or repairs you have to do. That's something to figure out. Uh, third, premiums can be up to twice commission. Mm-hmm. I understand I got to pay. I ain't got to pay all the damn time. I got to pay everything. Right. And last, because these are experts working in the field that you want to go ahead and be around, have a relationship for future endeavors. I mean, nowadays it seems that everybody owns at least two houses in their lifetime. Is that almost a fair statement? Yeah, that, that's what it seems like, definitely. So if you're going to own the house, make sure you can communicate with the person who's there for you and making things happen, you know? I mean, it basically seems like, you know, uh, those certain programs, like maybe being an iBuyer, uh, would be reserved mainly for people that need, like, something immediately sold, something sold for cash, something along those lines. That would be more along the line of it. Yeah, and the uh, iBuyers, when we did some research, we're like, what the hell is an iBuyer? Is this an app or what is it? Instant Buyer. It's mm-hmm. a company where they have standards of what you should do, how you should do it, and why you should do it. And one of the companies lost an unnecessary amount of money. Mm-hmm. Is that what you need? Probably not. Right? So with that said, brother, you got anything else you want to add to this wonderful and lovely topic? No, I think it's closing time. Well, with that said, this is YNB Collins, and I'm joined with... Brother Wolf. And we are the Benchmark Podcast, and hopefully we taught you a little bit about how to purchase a house, what to consider, what you want to Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media, LLC, where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact a professional for any help you may require. We would like to thank all of our guests for today and also for contributions of our listening family. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com or www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us on our PayPal. You can give me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC.